Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This podcast is part of the ACAST Creator Network. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of the Tommy, Hector and Larita podcast, coming to you from an international stable of abodes, Where wherever are you, you are. Where are you? I'm in a, I'm in a rented apartment on the fourth floor. Are you being trafficked a- as a sex slave? <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what he's at. I mean, I'm in a that would be a fantastic show for TG Gahar. Traffic. Oh, Hector, Hector becomes a sex. No, I, yeah, I'm a traffic from sex. Bo- I, from from, from Budapest. Budapest. No, from what's Bud- traffic in Irish? What's what? traffic in Irish? Uh, tracht. Tracht. Gnes <laughs> tracht all. Uh, what about from Bali Buffet to Bucharest? A story of a, an Irishman sex traded through the Balkans. I'm on the fourth floor of a rental apartment. Roscoe and Evan have that. We all we all have our own apartments, right? So I, I feel like I'm back in a flat in Drumcondra. Look at me, kids. <laughs> oh, yuck. I, I walked in today and I felt as if I was a fucking student. I said, Evan, what's this? And he goes, oh, they're nice. They're nice. They're, they're serviced apartments. I said, this is a fucking bed sit. It's a bed sit. And, there's and a I mean, sp- the art is lovely behind you as well. <laughs> there's a smell of diffuser and it's a smell of cheap fucking diffuser somewhere plugged in. I can't get rid of it. Someone um, was probably killed there yesterday. Yeah, the password for the Wi-Fi is called accommodation and they spell it A-C-C-O-M-M-A-D-D-A-T-I-O. <laughs> I couldn't put in the Wi-Fi code for about an hour. <laughs> I, I was doubting myself that I could spell accommodation. And I was like, accommodation. And then accommodation. I said, no fucking podcast because I can't get the Wi-Fi. And then I was, Roscoe, Roscoe, Roscoe. He said, what? I, Wi-Fi. He says, yeah, put in accommodation. You can <laughs> Don't spell it the normal way. Spell it A-C-C-O-M-M-A-D-D-O-T-I-N. Accommodation. It's Romanian. For, <laughs> it's Romanian for accommodation, but I'm going to be in a service. Look, at we left Serbia this afternoon at about one o'clock in a double prop 
it reminded me of my days on Air Aaron flying up and down to Dublin. Oh, Tom, yeah. Remember those yeah, planes? Yeah, I remember those for sure, yeah. It was, it was a twin prop plane and we took off. And as I, as I went up, it was, it was 17 degrees in Belgrade today. It was a beautiful autumn, mild day and the sun was shining. And we went right over the city, over the old part and the Danube. And uh, we, 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 we flew along the Danube for, I'd say, 50, 60 kilometres. It was incredible looking out the window. Wow. And uh, we've landed in this amazingly big country, a historical place, a place I know nothing about. Uh, Ceausescu. Ceausescu. And a place... Um, Hadji. Uh, was ha- did Hadji play for Romania? Yes, Georgi Hadji, Dan yeah. Popescu and Petrescu. And uh, the penalty shootout in 1990 oh, yeah. against Ireland. That's it. Uh, uh, George Hamilton sa- didn't George Hamilton save that? <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy McGee, a different class Jimmy McGee! David O'Leary, a nation holds its breath. Uh, I think it was Tomotoft or Toftef or something. The Romanian goalkeeper, sub-goalkeeper, came up to take the penalty. Packy Bonner saved it, and then David O'Leary stepped And then up. he was then he was taken to a handball alley of Bucharest and shot. <laughs> <laughs> so that's where I am, and uh, we've got a we've got a great week lined up. And, so, what are your uh, plans for for what do you go doing go doing in Romania? Well, the the biggest government building outside the Pentagon is here. It's the world's heaviest building. It's like seven hundred. The world's sorry, heaviest. <laughs> the world's heaviest building. Hector, what is it? Do, they, do, do people come and lift it up? Way buildings. Do the Russian weightlifters come over and try and lift it? It's the world's heaviest building. Don't ask me why, but I go into it to have a look at it. It's, it's the only other building that's bigger for government is the Pentagon. Uh, I'm going off with three witches. Um, the mother is a black witch, and she's the most famous witch in Romania. And our two daughters are witches as well. So we're going over to her house, and I want her to practice What, them. to lift the building, is it? No, well, maybe she'll put a spell on it. But we're going off with these witches. We're going up to Transylvania. I'm going to meet the king of the Romany gypsies. Oh, lovely, wow. Uh, and that'll be interesting up in the mountains we are going to meet a couple of Stoya Bucharest players uh, it's a great city it is when you get here I, I, I didn't know what to expect but I have just been blown away by the French architecture and the beautiful boulevards and the oh, yeah. classical French it's that they call it the Paris of the East and it really is Roscoe was was uh, was loving it out the window he just can't wait to film it it's a beautiful city beautifully architectural and and very French they've got their own Arc de Triomphe seemingly in the start of the 1900s um, they were very very much influenced by Paris and what was going on there and they yeah. styled a lot of their city on it so is I'm it a poor country I wonder I think it's poor I, I look at the average wave, wage in Serbia was three to four hundred euro a month uh, wow. which is quite which is quite and, and you know wow. I, I was speaking to a person uh, and in Ireland kid, it's what about about sixty thousand. 60,000 a month. <laughs> I'd say I'd say about 1,400. They, they, they can't all be making six, podcasts. 1,600. <laughs> per year, per year, like three to 400 yeah. a month in Serbia. A teacher, uh, a policeman, 500 a month. A lot of people in Serbia do nixers. They always have something. Be about two grand a month, would it, in, our, in, oh, geez, in Ireland? Two, you wouldn't survive two grand a month in Dublin. No, it must be more. It must be more. Be more. Uh, the... Uh, I found out in Serbia as well, in Belgrade, if you're a waiter or you're working in a restaurant and everything, it's one euro to one euro fifty an hour. Good God. Yeah, yeah. So it Tim, is. Timmy, it, um, I wonder, uh, when you go to the witches now, will you ask them for any help? Like, is there, is there, is, uh, I got, I got preyed on by a white witch one time. She tried preyed to, on? Preyed on, P-R-A-Y-E-D. Oh, go on. Um, and she wanted me to uh, cop on. So she did this kind of spell thing for me. But I wonder what those women 
do I mean, did she come to you or did you where, did where she come that, to you or did you that was in a, you go uh, to a her? long time ago in another country I can't go into the did details did you seek her out <laughs> no <laughs> she you, wasn't she, the woman remember there used to be a woman outside the outside the Ulster Bank there I think an old clad lady was it, or no she was a traveller oh Madam Bridget Yes, Madame Bridget outside the Ulster outside the Ulster Bank there in Air yeah, Square. She spelled she her name M A D M. She was always outside the Imperial. And yeah, uh, and she had a pair of kind of cla- kind of girls first holy communion shoes with heels in them <laughs> and black tights, and she'd read your palm, Madame Bridget. <laughs> she was the there for years. You met, yeah, did you yeah. ever see her, Larita? Yeah, outside the Imperial, just there at the at, at the at the Ulster Bank. No, look at I've been with Shaman and Shaman. Um, I've been with Shaman, Shaman, uh, in in other parts of South America. This is a very famous, powerful witch. Yeah, and her daughter's a witch. What can I ask her to do? What'll I ask her to do to me? What'll I ask? What'll I say to her? Um, ask her to zap you back to Galway and see if she can do that. I know. Just I suppose she might check your auras, and she might. Yes. She might be able to. No more than Sean Boylan can give you a, a kind of a herbal remedy for something. She might give you a potion that will help make you hopeful or optimistic. I or, thought you were yes. going to say horny. I thought you were going to ask her for a Chinese horn. No, medicine. Just, just something to give you maybe more. Um, yeah. Uh, a protection thing or something or she might try and yeah. bridge it of bad karma or you wouldn't yeah. know what about them um, if she tells you the future have you ever gone to any of those that fortune teller the tea thing? leaf lady I went to a tea leaf lady for a waste of time where in Ballina in Galway in Galway when I lived there out in Knocknacara and what did how, how did how did the rich load of shite and did you pay for it yeah I think you have to line her palms don't you Silver, bit of cash or something. But yeah. speaking of of witches and stuff like that, I had a um, an extraterrestrial paranormal uh, ritual to go to yesterday. So my uncle <laughs> was making his confirmation. All right. Wow. And as you know, he, he I, I told you he, he's taking the name Moses. Oh yes. Uh, so he took Moses yesterday uh, as his confirmation name. But I was uh, I don't know if you'd remember this, uh, Larita, Sean O'Reilly, the great composer from Down County Kerry, he did this thing called Kjol on Taffron in the 1970s, mm-hmm. which was, he basically put the, the Irish mass to music. So we had to learn, when we were in primary school in the 70s, we all had to learn uh, prayers to the music that he'd written. And I hadn't right. heard this stuff in so long. So Hector will know this. I don't know if this, do you remember this one, Hector? I do. This was sung yesterday in Barna now, and Barna was bilingual, so there'd be a little bit of Irish in it. I was asked to do a reading as well, uh, which I might uh, read back for you later. But this this is the one that just I I got so many kind of sense memories when when the whole congregation started singing this. And, and will she bray? Ta. Ta. It's Nefa, 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 who I hear Nagina slew. Tanyavagus Talav, long dead the glore. Hosanna Snahorda. It's Banaha on Teta Heg Chucked in Anna Hosanna Snahorda. Is that wonderful? Just. Oh yes, we've all had that. Isn't that a magnificent one? They asked me, um, uh, so we did the whole thing, I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have sinned through my own, through my thoughts and in my words, in what I have done, what I have failed to do through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. And therefore I ask Blessed Mary, ever virgin, and all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. When there was a great holy vibe going in the church, we were rocking. 
But then um, they asked That's me, one of the ones they changed in recent yeah, times. Yeah, I could print. never get the new wordings on it. I love the old wordings. But they asked me to read, uh, do the first reading. Why? Well, there's no answer to that, Larita. <laughs> Tommy, where did, where, what pew did you sit in? Were you close? How do you mean, what's the code? So they said, uh, uh, will you do a reading? And I said, I would love to do a reading. So they asked me to read um, from the first, uh, a reading from the Acts of the Apostles. And was there a little gasp? Did you do your nav and walk up to the altar? Did the nav and walk up with a straight back and the bendy legs. <laughs> and people uh, elbowing each other going, it's not Tommy. And when a reading from the Acts of the Apostles, Pentecost came round, paused all my home room, and suddenly they held the power of the sound come from heaven. The noise would fill the entire house. People sitting there, tongues of fire come down. Class. Separated and came dressed in each of them. And they filled the Holy Spirit. And when I speak foreign language, speak again. Now there are men living in Jerusalem. And every player, but each one bewildered. This is the word of the Lord. <laughs> ah, that was great. I got about three words out of that. Yeah, Les, please stand now for the community. Yeah, yeah, so that was my day yesterday. Well but done. It, was, it was wonderful to hear the whole stuff and sung in Irish. Was, was, there, was it all the hymns of Skoelge? No, it was half Oskoilge and half Osberla. Oh man, that brings and back so many lovely. memories here. So that. it was only um, so you, a confirmation. You choose a name. Like back in the olden days, you'd be buried up. You'd be given ayahuasca. You'd be put into a tomb, and you'd have nightmares for four days. And if you if you came out of it psychologically intact, you were fit to be a man and fit to fight for the tribe. Nowadays, you get dressed up like a little businessman and you go and you get a few quid <laughs> off people, and you promise not to drink till you're sixteen. <laughs> But it was fine. It was, it, was good. It, was good. it was good for the young fella. You know, it was good. It was, uh, uh, and it was great to see them all kind of uh, starting their teenage spurts. Tell you me know, um, about the fashion on, on display. Like, was there suits, three-piece suits, lads with white runners and jeans? It was mainly jeans and shirts. Uh, the, the the girls looked very pretty. The girls were in, you know, because girls always make a kind of an effort. But... Um, I had to pick up my daughter from a teenage disco in Ballinasloe. Rumours nightclub in Ballinasloe was having a teenage disco during the week. And uh, they told us that they'll breathalyse the kids going into the nightclub and they'll breathalyse them coming out. So you need not fear if you're a 14-year-old to be go drinking. So I was picking her up from that. uh, Young girls dressed up like... In hot pants and fake tan. Yeah, but but innocent. It's kind of... of Yes, I've seen her at the Clare Galway disco. not many clothes, but it's done in all innocence. But the young fellas, I swear to fuck, T-shirts and jeans, that's it. There's no fucking African in there at all. The women, yeah, women are looking at the same thing that they were, been look, they were looking at 40 f- fucking 50 years ago. Yeah. Fellas with gel in their hair, jeans, white runners and a shirt. Bitter links. And links aftershave. Links yeah. knock you out. But isn't that beautiful that it's so simple? Uh, it's a simple... It's and a, a load simple. of hair gel. They have a load of hair oh, gel, yeah. the lads. And a load they of go Izzy. heavy on the hair A load gel. of Izzy Mayaki. But it was um, beautiful innocence. It was beautiful to see them David coming Beck. out at half eleven, quarter to twelve on, on Dunlow Street in Ballinasloe. And just the kind of the happy teenage fucking heads in them and then all getting into their father's cars and their mother's cars two or three of them in the back row and then just spend the whole fucking drive home showing each other photographs and videos and texts and, and nobody shifting around thing no no shifting outside well how, like that, that that you could see but the guards were yeah. kind of driving up and down as well you couldn't be going munging oh, yeah. Tommy she went a fair, a fair distance your daughter travelled a fair distance to go to a junior from distance. Galway to Ballinasloe but there was nothing happening in Galway Mm. There used to be, every now and again, there might be a bus to Gort or a bus to Clare Galway, but 
those things weren't happening so the only one was the one the bus to Ballinasloe so wow. we, we used to go to Kilchamaw which was a long spin as well from Knockmore you'd be going there was only one teenage disco and it was in Kilchamaw yeah. and then th- then there was another one in Leitrim somewhere so you'd either was that Kelly's and Mohill yeah Mohill yeah there was Kelly's. one there yeah it's fucking long, there's long spin like. When we but were the teenagers. The crack was on the bus. The crack yeah. was on the bus. When we were teenagers, Louisa, uh, the, the, the Glastonbury of nightclubs was the Oasis in Carrick oh, Macross. Oh, yes. I mean, you that could. Was, was you that could, a long spin for you? Uh, you you oh, could go there aged 17 and come back owning a farm in Monaghan. <laughs> <laughs> Lads went up there 14, they came back 19 and a half. Road frontage. Heinz a harp. Uh, so, you know, it was, it, was, it was wonderful to see. How was your weekend, Larissa? What have you been up to? Oh, we have to talk about, of course, did you put your county champions? Oh, yes. Yeah, back-to-back county champions. The last time we did that was 96-97. And interestingly, it was the year we went to the All-Ireland Club final, but we lost. Um, so, uh, yeah, it was a great weekend. We, we drank for about three days. And uh, we, none of, thankfully, none of us got COVID. And uh, we, uh, tell me about this re- now. Ready for it again? Yeah. And so was there a, was there bonfires lighting? Was there a big when the cup no, came back not, in? No, we're not. We're not. Did you sacrifice any Protestants on the road home or something? Was there like any sacrificial <laughs> lambs? We burnt a few Protestants. Um, no, you we burn Supermax bags out the window of the car. We, or anything. we we did. We don't do things like that in Knockmore. We don't do bonfires or uh, by all by all means. Oh, you put up bon- you put up bunting. Bunting, a bit of bunting in the in the pub in itself, yeah. And some fella decorated his uh, camper van, and you know, sort of. Oh, so you're flat, flat, flat out with the style, like. We're we're into Connacht now, so we've to play Tour de Strand next, I and which we don't know what they'll be like. But the Sligo, Sligo, the Sligo champions. Yeah. yeah, two in a row is a magnificent achievement, isn't it? Oh, yeah, it's, it's, it's brilliant. It's, it's amazing. It's kind of like and it's 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 the, it's the next step after the don't be uh, after smart. Uh, uh, it's it, no two in a row is amazing. It is the next step after winning the once. It is. There's only, thing, one, is, ca- there's only one club. There's only one club in in Mayo that have won it three times in a row, and that's Gary Moore back in the seventies. So you oh. know, um, so they were all there, of course, three lads. As we've there and Gary Moore is the big field. Yes. Yes, and we're at the big hill. The big hill, of course, the big field. Yep. Yeah. And is there is there uh, would there be a parish now called the Big Dip or the Big Lake or the Big Road yeah. or anything like that or the Big Women probably yeah the Big Town and by, <laughs> the and Big by Women them, and by them all. <laughs> no we're just all excited now for the next match and I had a bit of a, a social dilemma there because I was due to go to Dublin with the girls this weekend yes with Audrey and Samantha and then the match was due to be on on Saturday so what could it be the massive there? clash yes what would you do there see I was in an, an awful clash of the gash so I just got on to the Connacht Council and I told them to change it and it's on Sunday now, so that's great. The Clash of the Gash. The, the, the pa- brand new book by Marty Morrissey, The Clash of the Gash. Tell us, what did you do What did you do in Bucharest today? Uh, I'll tell you what we did this morning. I went to, uh, what did we do today? I went to meet a person, a historian guy called Christy, who told me. Is his name Christy? Christ, Christ, Christy, who gave me a magnificent overview of Bucharest and its history. Yeah. And we spoke in depth about the dictator Ceausescu oh, yeah. and the reign of him and his wife for over 40 years right. and how they drove this country into turmoil and dark depression and stole all the money and the place was living by candlelight and they were executed in a small little uh, That's uh, right. camp about There's uh, footage, miles. people can see footage of them and they just look like a little old couple. Uh, towards yes. the end and you wouldn't associate them with all the power that they had when you see them shuffling you could see them walking down the main street in Roscommon 
Do you know what I mean? Just like that's an the, They look like the they're down. Yeah, it looks like they're, they're a, f- a farmer and a wife going in in Castlery on a fair day on Saturday. Yeah. They try to escape from the Parliament buildings by helicopter. Then the army and about the millions came out in protest. They found them. They brought them to a camp. They tried them by kangaroo court. They set up a court with a few plastic chairs. They made the decision. At twelve o'clock the next day, they executed How? Mrs. Ceausescu they- uh, by ri- by rifle. And you can my go wife now. Will- it's a tur- by rifle, and you can uh, you can go now, and you can see the place. It's opened up to tourists, where they shot five or six bullets into each of them. What? Hit the back it's open to tourists. Well. Yes. You can go and visit yes. the place. Yes, yes. Weird. Yeah. About ten years. Yeah. Are you half tempted? Are you half tempted to go to go to it? I think I will. I think I will. I think I will because Ceausescu. I mean Ceausescu. For Christ's sake, mention them words. Say it, Tommy. Ceausescu. He's a bastard. Lita, say Ceausescu. Ceausescu and his wife Elena she was illiterate and she was given a doctorate of medicine she had ghostwriters writing books for her for all over the world they screwed this country to the ground they believed that they were omnipotent and they drove this country into hyperinflation and the darks of depression and eventually power to the people they overthrew it and it's a so that's we met a guy there today and then this morning I went to play um Ainu, which is the national sport of Romania, which is like baseball, but it's different. They have a a, a couple of hundred metres court, about 65 metres wide. It's played in the rural areas and in the city area. There's only one team from from Bucharest. They're all ex-policemen. It's like baseball, but but it was a slimmer bat. And it, you have to be very, very good. It's about 11 on each team. And it's all a game of cat and mouse and throwing this ball really hard to try and hit the person. Oh, it's like, so oh. it's called, it's a dodgeball, is it? It's like dodgeball mixed with rounders, mixed with baseball. And Did you have a go? Very, Did very you have a go? Oh, it was brilliant. Yeah, brilliant crack. Uh, and it's on the curriculum. It's like hurling. Do you find it hard to be enthusiastic every day for this stuff? Or are you just like, oh, fuck, well, we have pu- to get on the bus again today. Where are we going? But sure, I could be I could be down in Super Value looking for Donnie. Yeah, no, I know. But I, like, you know, you're meeting so many people. Are you like... Is it does it drain you? Uh, today was rain. No, today was raining. The hard part of filming on the road at the moment is like you know I'd love to be in Bali and I'd love to be in Addis Ababa where it's thirty three degrees. Yeah, it's bad weather. It's cold and you know the driver, the driver who's driving us now doesn't speak a word of English. He had a triple bypass and he didn't want to eat his lunch. <laughs> what and was, then he, what he, was he, for lunch? He, he had a gastric. His name is Chris, uh, the driver is called Giorgio and we went and had a hamburger for lunch and then we noticed he wasn't eating. Then he told us he had a, ga- he had a gastric bypass about six weeks ago. So he, he had about one sweet potato fry and then he had a triple bypass. He and, but he's a great driver. He's a great, <laughs> he's, a great, he's a great driver. He hasn't a word of English. He cannot even say welcome. He cannot even say thank you. So how do so you communicate some- How do you communicate to him as, as where, like, he knows where he has to take it, but you can't yeah, communicate fixer, to him on the, the drive? Fixer, the, the, we've, no, the fixer sits in the front of the car and okay. translates everything. It's like a taxi in, in Dublin. You just give, tell them where you're going. Yeah, tomorrow we're going off to meet the witches and tomorrow we're, uh, I'm going to a communist, I'm going to meet an old, I'm going to an old government communist building to be met by people who know an awful lot about communists. And can I say one thing about communism? Because I swear to God, in history class, when Mrs. Farrell back in St. Pat's was teaching us, I don't know how big, uh, were you into history, Lorita? No, I dropped it after first year. Or third year, whenever you have... Tommy, history. Oh, yeah, I love history, yeah, I love history. History, yeah, well, I'll tell you, history is coming alive in my brain in the last couple of years because I'm getting back into Africa and I'm getting into these places. Uh, 
you know, the history of these countries and the history of these places uh, is just, it's, it's buzzing in my head. Communism, when you say the word communism, I'll give you one nugget about communism that I've learned in the yes. last three weeks. Yes. Communism, we think of communism as that strong cement, big buildings, the red flags, and it's all for the people and, and no the crack. glory of the and people. In no crack. Everyone in factories working together for the common good. Yeah. And it's all, we will. Small, stout women. Yes. And queuing for bread at the bakery. And it was, it's black and white and grey and everything like that. And gymnastics and old sprinters. Gym- <laughs> gymnastics. Nadia Comaneci. Do you remember the little one? Oh, and yeah. Olga Corbett. That's and she's flying around on the, on the hoops. Yeah. Winning the 10 out of 10 at the Olympics. She's from Galway. Synchronized. She was from Galway. She lives there now. Olga Corbett. Yeah, Corbett's court. <laughs> Olga Corbett, Nadia. We have a gym Comaneci. in Balanac called Nadia Gym. The, the gymnast, that's where they all go. Have you? Go ahead anyway. What do you Nadia. think about communists? But, uh, but, but, but communism under, the, under Tito, and somebody told me that when I was in Belgrade last week. Tito, who reigned in Yugoslavia for years and years and years, under his reign, every single person had a job. Every single person worked for the state. Mm. Every single person had an income and every single person had a place to live under socialism and communism. What do you think of that compared to a society where now, where we have loads of people who can go to McCambridge's, loads of people who can buy loads of of really expensive whiskey and those who can't. So it's fucking, fucking mad, isn't it, when you think of it? Well, who made, who made communism bad? Like who, who said it was a bad thing? No, but what should they have no, all no, fallen? But like, Most of those why com- does everybody think that if you're a communist or you feel that way inclined that you're bad? Like, who... who, who or socialism. What's the difference, Tommy, between socialism and communism? Of, no, well, I don't know, but all I would say is that, that uh, capitalism tolerates poverty. In order for capitalism to work, there has to be poor people. And that, that's, I think, is a flaw in the system because they think that if you have the freedom to fail, then, then you have the freedom to succeed. If you can't fail, then you can't succeed. Who, cr- That's the way they who might created capitalis- capitalism? Oh, banks and all these people. But tell me this now. When you're wandering around Romania, Hector, do you get the vibe it's Catholic? No, it is beautifully orthodox again. Oh. And this country, Romania is based on classical languages. They have a, f- a fondness. A lot of Romanian people can speak Spanish. They have a little bit of Italian. They love the French. This city is 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 blowing up in front of my eyes as a city that I never expected to see or feel this because we might have thought Romania. Having said that, the guy I was talking to this morning said, don't be fooled by Bucharest. Bucharest is an amazing place yeah. with so much culture, so much life. But the poverty, the poverty, and as if you go back in time, it could be going back 50 and 100 years now when we go to the countryside. But he said, we have serious poverty in rural Romania. And so I'm on a journey. I'll be on a journey for five or six days. I'll hopefully go to Transylvania. And then I'm going to meet the king of the Romani gypsies. That'll be fascinating. That's, That'll be fascinating. That's going to be great. I can't wait to see their culture. And um, uh, the, the, tell me about the beautiful Romanian women. How would you, are they kind of sallow skinned and dark hair? Brown eyes, oh, wow. sallow skin. I don't see much of them now because there's masks and it's winter time. But uh, you could see it coming through Bulgaria, coming through Serbia. It's just the it's Anna Kornikova territory. It's like it's it's like the spectacular. It's like uh, very well dressed, 
fashion is a big thing over here. They always, as somebody said to me, Hector, we might earn a lot of money over here. The average salary might be 400 quid, but we like, and the Serbian women and the Bulgarian women and people in general, especially women in the Balkans, like to put the best side out. And yeah. I think that's a great comment. A friend of mine, I think a friend of mine was, uh, uh, lives in Moscow and I was asking him about the, the Russian women. He says he loves them because they're, he says they're very sentimental. I wonder, is that the same in Eastern Europe where the women are just magnificently know. emotional? Do you know what I mean? Do you love me? Do you, do you? If you don't love me, I throw myself off building. Do you love me? That's, <laughs> and, and, you know, that kind of crap. Timmy, is your, is your euro going far? Is my, is, uh, yeah, I, I, oh yeah, here now, I have a beer. Hang on, I'll get you. To, I, got, I have a beer I'm going to show you. I bought a load of beers tonight because I'm living on my own in a bed set. Hang on there. Hang on, I get them. Ah yes. So here's 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 my local beer. Can you see that? Ooh. Chuck. Look at that. Look at that. It's the local Romanian What's beer. The it's called Chuck. C I U C premium. Seven percent. So standing uh, a lovely thing happened in the supermarket today. Oh, uh, this evening. Because we're living in these serviced apartments, uh we had to go to the supermarket again to get water and stuff like that. So there I was. Going around the supermarket, I was buying a bit of cheese. And what else am I going to do in the self-service department? I bought nuts. I bought cashew nuts and I bought a few grapes. I bought yogurt. I bought tea bags. I bought milk. And then I said, I'm going to get a couple of cans. And as I was standing... As you're going around the shop, is anything in English? Nothing. Everything is completely and utterly different. Everything. And and they don't speak English. And do do they take the euro? No, I had to go to a money lender then up a, a little alley. So what's, I changed money. What's the currency? Uh, the currency is called DOM. I think it's called DOMS. And I got for 50, for 100 euro, I got 493 DOMS. I have them here. Look, I'll open it up here. What I'm going to money like to know tomorrow. Look, at they're called DOMS. Yeah. Which it's is the a last one. The Bank of Romania. There's a lovely bald eagle on it and a lovely feel to it. There's a how, lovely How much feel. are the beers lovely. like? Uh, the beers, everything Would was it be cheap, like a, do- a, a one dollar or one euro for about one one euro, one euro fifty? Um, Romania's joined the European Union, but as I was in the supermarket, and I was looking for a Romanian beer. This man looked as he come from work. He, he he was well wrapped up. He had a baseball hat on, and and and, I, and he said to me, and we had a mask on. He goes, "Are you okay?" He knew I was. I had an Ockram Hotspur THL podcast on, on. I think he spotted that I was from the west of Ireland or from living in Galway. He said, Are you okay? And I said, Yes, I don't want to buy Carlsberg. Where is the local beer? And he goes, Oh, over here. And he goes, I said, What do the locals drink? And he goes, You have to drink this. You're, it's called Chuck, C I U C. I took six cans of Chuck. Did you taste it yet? And he was really nice. Oh, it's, yeah, this is my fourth can here. And what does it taste <laughs> like? My, Carlsberg or. Ah, it's What's that stuff you used to drink? Budvar. Is it like that? Oh, it's light. It's strong. It's not like a Coors Light now, I can tell you. There's a little careful Eastern now, European Hector. hint Care- of careful, careful. But he was a lovely guy. I met him at the till then later. And he goes, "You, where are you from? I said, Ireland. He goes, I thought that. First time in Romania? I said, yes. He said, enjoy. Have a great time. And he was really nice. But then the nicest thing happened. I put my yogurts and my cheese and my pastrami and my cashew nuts and my grapes can and ask six you, cans on, of can, ask, can I ask you, why are you buying all this stuff? Because I'm living in a self-service department on my own, Tommy. Did you meet the lads of I an evening? I have nobody to cook I, for me. Did you meet the lads of an evening and go out to a restaurant? 
Yeah, we do, but we're living in a sort of residential neighbourhood when the restaurant's about a taxi drive away, and I'm bored doing that. You're bored going to restaurants? Do so you want to sit in your own in underpants, drinking chuck no, and fucking sucking grapes? No, no, but Tommy, was, we were in a restaurant every night of the week in Belgrade. I'm bored with all that. Okay, sorry. And I'm doing a podcast with you guys, so I had to get ready for this. So I don't want to take a taxi to get to a restaurant, to take a taxi to get back to do a podcast. Okay. But listen, we were standing in the, in, in, and it was a small little Romanian supermarket. There was an old man, he must have been 65 years plus inside, inside the, the, the shield, the, the window and the screen. And he goes, would you like a bag? And I said, yes. And he goes, no problem. And he puts up the bag and he takes everything I have and packs it for me inside. And he's that, no problem, buddy. Everything good. And he goes, that would give 493. And he goes, enjoy your stay here. And he packed the bag better than a packer I have ever seen anywhere. And he was so kind and so nice with his broken English. And it just... It was just so, very, very, so very none, simple. So there's none of this life. kind of in Ireland. We have it's always you know pretty young ones or uh, fellas in transition year working the tills and packing the bags. In Romania, it's like owl lads. Owl is Tommy because over here work is work, and a dollar's a dollar, and uh, it's not it's not all rosy in the garden over here with the the standard of income. As your man told me, he said rural Romania is really in poverty. And uh, I'm looking forward in one way to see this. And I'm looking forward then. Humility is something I've learned so much over 20 years of traveling. I want to be humble in my life and I want to feel humility when I meet people. And I, I said it, I've met the happiest people and I get that real tinge of humanness and kindness of people who don't have much because they show me little things and I see little signs. And I saw it in that supermarket again today and it refreshes me about my appetite for the next eight days in a country like Romania because not many Irish people have come to Romania. No. If you mention Romania to 100 people on the street of Galway or Kilkenny or Knockmore or Dublin, they will say, what do you remember about Romania? Orphans, Romanian babies and a penalty shootout. Apart from that, they'll probably say Romanian gypsies, but not everyone in Romania is a gypsy. <laughs> If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Can I give a big shout out to the people? Uh, people are sending stuff to the house. Uh, it's all unasked for. And it's very hard to know what to do other than to say thank you very much. Uh, people are sending so the people at Barry's Tea sent us a whole load of fucking tea which is beautiful and uh, hats and uh, aprons and stuff and thank you very much the good people at Barry's Tea and the people from the Lockree Distillery sent us uh, a bottle of whiskey and I said okay thank you very much uh, for sending that so it's just you know people are Tommy Tommy Liverpool drank by the time we get there Hector well get there soon then is what (laughs) I'd say I had I had I had an amazing experience on our final day of shooting in Serbia, uh, where we had to drive for about an hour uh, out to the countryside. And Serbia, once you leave Belgrade, is is grey and it's flatland and there's massive steel plants and there's smoke from chimneys in the, con- uh, in the distance and it's very industrial, then it gets very uh, agricultural. And Evan said to me, we're going out to meet a man who's making the world's most expensive cheese. I said, what? He said, yes, and they're making it from the milk of donkeys. <laughs> I said, Do oh, it. go away. I can smell it from here. <laughs> and what I, the fuck? What I said, what? Fucking donkey milk. <laughs> donkey goo. So... So so we're driving out and we're all asleep in the back of the van and we're all bumping around and then we wake up in the middle we're about an hour out of Serbia and we're going down a little road and then it's like I can There's smell a little man is there is there milk in the dunk <laughs> little tiny fingers So we arrived at this place and we went in the gate and a lad with a pipe came out with no <coughs> and he looked a mix between Jimi Hendrix and uh, Christy Moore mixed in uh, with Richard Harris and he's mad heading him long hair and this was the guy who owned the farm and he's smoking a pipe and not a word of English and within, a, within five minutes we were in his little uh, area <clears throat> drinking coffee and drinking rakia which is having like a shot of whiskey or a shot of yeah. putin and then he takes out a little thing out of his hand <clears throat> and he starts putting his hand out in front of us and he's spinning a little thing like a water diviner and he's spouting away going to Evan. And our translator is translating that you're a bit conservative, but you're liberal, but you're Irish, but you, you don't really give a fuck. And then he puts his hand on Roscoe and this little metal thing is swinging in his hand and we're drinking this whiskey thing. And this is only 11 o'clock in the morning. This was the, the genius behind it. And you can Google this. He started, mix, he started uh, in Serbia, there is a very uh, high prevalence of a bronchitis cough and the old people called it donkey cough. And it's been there for centuries. Donkey cough? Yeah. <laughs> donkey cough. <laughs> like a donkey cough. So ah. the lo- Donkey cough. And the locals uh, had it for, for centuries. So he started... Uh, <laughs> locals had it for centuries. <laughs> the cough or the donkeys? The donkeys and the donkey cough. 
So what he's done is he's milking oh, 200... How old are you? I'm 304. What do you put it down to? This fucking donkey calf I've had it for centuries. So he, he's <laughs> now making the centuries. world... He's now, he's now milking donkeys. Donkeys, donkeys... There's one stallion, one, one, well, there's one real... There's one man, one boy donkey in with 200 females. Ginnets. So she, she, can only give, she can only give milk for three months after it. But they say... They're called jackasses, are they? Jack, jackasses. But they say the milk from a donkey is almost as good as the milk from a newborn from, from a mum's from a mother's breast and human and mother though, a newborn baby getting the mother's beastins milk like. the beastins the beastins the donkey's milk is so similar of all the animals in the animal kingdom to human milk that it is so rich in all its stuff and vitamins and casein and everything and very low in lactose that he's decided to make the world's most expensive cheese mixed with some goat goat milk. And it now retails, and you can Google this every single person if you want to have a bit of crack, Donkey Cheese Serbia. He's got Arabs and Arabians and Dubai people and all the rich people flying in paying 1,000 euro for a kilo of donkey cheese. It's only available for four months of the year and it's sold off the shelves. He's making donkey cheese Did you want donkey's did you, milk. Did you taste it? Oh, it was unbelievable. It was But no, is it, is it actually just, are they actually just using the beastins? Like, so when you say it's only available four months of the year, is it only available? Because a donkey can only give milk for four minutes if so she dries up and then she's pregnant, then she can have, she can, it's a 12 month, 13 month pregnancy. So then the four months after the donkey gives uh, birth, that's, it's the beastins. So didn't they milk a donkey in front of me and get in, 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 in a little yellow jug, like going back in time and they handed the jug up to me while I slugged it back. What? And it. You drank the donkey milk, first of all. Straight out of the tit. The beastins. Okay. Was Tommy, it not all froth on it and fucking hot and everything? This is probably going to, remind you, this is going to remind you of your childhood now, Larita, isn't it? I can taste it already. It's yeah, but absolutely you know what it was? Septic. It was lukewarm and it was sugary and it was absolutely magnificent. So then we spoke about the donkey as being an underrated animal, an animal that has been here since the, the start of time, an animal that is so ingrained in every workplace and parish in every part of the world, an animal that has carried, pe- pe- carried people Ca- on carried, their backs. Carried and Jesus he, into he Jerusalem. Carried Jesus, an animal. And did you, re- did you know that on every, the back of every donkey, but you can't see it unless they're a grey donkey, is the cross, this, is the... Is the there's a cross on the back of every donkey right at the neck and it's only visible on grey coloured donkeys because on brown and black coloured donkeys you don't see it but there's a cross on every single donkey in the world now you riddle me that now that is something that we can't put our finger on the most underrated most beautiful animal I fell in love with donkeys yesterday I was standing amidst 50 or 60 donkeys and he said they're beautiful the only way if they feel if they sense fear from you Hector they will They'll go away or they'll get agitated. Bite you. They'll bite you. And then, do you know what he said to me? He says, give that donkey a hug. Well, I went over to this girl and I started rubbing her hair and her ears. She was absolutely beautiful. And then I put my arms around this her girl. neck. This girl? A donkey. A donkey I put, girl. I put her arm, my arms around her neck. And I swear to God, I could have fallen into a deep slumber with the donkey hug. And, and the karma coming from this donkey. And wrapping my arms around an animal wrapping my arms around a farm animal, wrapping my arms around a large animal, and the donkeys didn't move a, an inch. 
and she just stayed there and gave me her love and I could feel her heart beating and, he, and the man turned around to me in Serbian in his English his son was there as well he goes everybody needs to understand that this is the kingdom we live in these are, this is, these are great animals these wow. are more than just a donkey that you pass on the road these are donkeys and it was would it be amazing good pets? would it be good uh, would it be a good uh, pet do you think a donkey oh Tommy I swear to God Tommy I'd buy a donkey with you in the morning and I'm telling you everyone could hug a donkey I swear if we had a donkey down the back near the hen house you, what is wrong with you will you come home everyone could hug a donkey what are you talking about why does this is we're taking this for granted we've dogs you've lost your cats, mind you've lost we've your mind come home quick L- Larita have, I swear Larita, to God my, did you grow up with donkeys Larita I, we had one, yeah. And, but I mean, they didn't like they're grand, like they're a bit, they're a bit stupid, like, and they're sort they're of. They're not stupid. They're not stupid. That's why we think they're stupid. But yesterday, my eyes were open to them. They're one of the most underrated animals in the animal kingdom. I'm in love with donkeys now. I will never look at a donkey in another way. A donkeys to me are one in of another the be- way. In what uh, other way? No, but like you always thought, driving by, there's a donkey. There's a silly donkey out there, out in the garden. The donkey's for carrying stuff. The donkey knows more about humans. I swear, we are. I'm blown away and I by suppose donkeys. The, the west of Ireland, where we are, at yes. Connemara, would have a great tradition of donkeys and you exactly mussel bu- mussel biogdov. And what about the mules then? Aren't they a mix between the horse and the donkey? Yeah. Can you can you explain why every single donkey has the marking of a cross on the back of their neck? Can you explain that to me in the world we live in now? Yeah. Yeah, but there, the, he said, look at the but grey actually, donkey. I can't explain to you why giraffes have long necks or fucking zebras have stripes. I can't explain yeah. that to you either. Or sheep have wool. Because, Tommy, on the road into Bethlehem, and the dusty road out of Nazareth, and on the trails to the parish of Jerusalem, you know how important the donkey was. Tommy, yes. don't you know. Tell me about the donkey in why your did life, Jesus, Tommy. Why did Jesus, as the Son of God, the King of the Jews, why did he enter was, it's Jerusalem? Why did he enter Jerusalem on... People were expecting him a stallion, a stallion made of flames with wings, because here was God coming down and him has the power of the multiverse in his hand. He could do whatever he wanted. And he, he didn't he didn't go riding in on a lion. With, he didn't go riding in on a leopard or any of the dangerous animals to show them he could control them. He didn't go riding on a chicken or uh, he didn't go kind of s- skateboarding. He didn't come in a on a big chariot, Tommy, with a fanfare. No, no just a donkey. Donkey. A donkey. Larita, yeah, don- when you put your arm around a donkey and I've, gla- you I've glazed over here. What? Tommy, yes. you're, you're yes, a sorry, dog what? lover. Tommy, your dogs, your big dogs. I like in big the house. dogs. I like big dogs. Yes. You know what a hug is like when that dog oh, is there. Geez, you so can feel that there's another. Soul. That we, the, the soul. I swear I'll send you photos later on. Well, I can't send you photos. You're lucky he didn't bite you. No, I'm but she won't bite awesome. me because she's because we're understanding that donkeys are this beautiful, placid, really important animal that's producing a thousand euro per kilo for a kilo of cheese. Will you go away from me? They're and like the, th- they're like the monkeys that are, that, are, that that eat the coffee beans and well, shit them uh, out. The, the last thing I need is Kerry Foods or Glambia finding out about this. And listen, so, so tell me this, Hector. Tell me this. So you tasted the bastions, and yeah, oh and yeah. The, and did you then did you then go for the actual cheese or did you just have the, oh, yeah. the milk? You Tommy, they present the cheese in this oak box. Is it yeah. soft? It, it's a, it's fifty fifty, but they present it in an oak box and the fingerprints of your man is on the back of it. It's like a really high end whiskey presentation box. It's yeah. selling for a thousand euro a kilo. Did your man oh. give you a box to take home? 
No. Was it, was it, no, too expensive. <laughs> too expensive. Is it smelly? Is it smelly cheese? No, it was very, it was very mild. It, it, the, the longer it matures, it gets stronger. But it was an absolute pleasure and a treat to see 250 donkeys in this farm in the middle of Serbia. Oh. And their purpose on life is absolutely to be happy. And all he wanted was happy donkeys given happy milk. Uh, and always the mother and the baby stay together. And then they're not nervous. But I stood in amongst them. And I listened to this Serbian son, the son of your man, it was just an amazing chat about an animal that it was so underrated in my mind. My lack of knowledge about donkeys because I'm a horseman. I, I adore horses. I live and sleep and breathe them. Mares and foals and flat and national hunt. But to feel the the love and the knowledge that he was telling me about the, that animal that I think we underrate. I will never underestimate the power of a donkey again. Thanks everybody for listening. We hope you've enjoyed uh, this week's offering. God bless and good luck. For your next trip, elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to Quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.